0: Are you ready destination
1: Mantra domes welcome to beast the odds it is tuesday august 13th we are joined by the at fantasy alpha amadeo thank you for joining us today
0: thank you for having me
1: Yep, it's gonna be a great show this episode Mm -hmm. we're gonna go over three wide receivers i feel these three wide receivers are gonna bust your draft Amadeo's Uh. on the other end. So let's just jump straight into it. We're going to talk about Amari Cooper. But first, before we talk about Amari, let's talk about Zeke. The Cowboys, Zeke, they are not on the same page. However, this year, the Cowboys have a chance to win the NFC East. The Giants, they're irrelevant. The Redskins, they're irrelevant. The Eagles, Eagles Eagles-Cowboys is a pretty good matchup. It could go either way. So the Cowboys need Zeke. I see Jerry Jones dropping the money, and I'm fine drafting Zeke early in the first round. How do you feel about
0: Amadeo? Yeah, well, we're talking about it. I told you I have 11th pick in an IDP league coming up, and there are questions on the message board that Zeke might fall to me at 11, and I, I might have to make that debate. At 11, I think it's so far down that I'd take him. At 5 or 8 even, that's still a huge debate. It depends on when your draft is. Uh, you know, I think right now... It's scary, you know, Jones keeps coming out and saying comments and the media twists it however they want to make it look. And Zeke's looking like a bad guy right now. But these running backs, they have to hold out and get their money because, you know, one ankle injury and, you know, the the organization doesn't care about them anymore. So I think obviously is the highest risk, highest reward you can get. If you have, like, picks five through eight, that's where it gets like, oh, my gosh, Zeke is still there. You know, once McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, Mahomes get eaten up. If you like Mahomes that high. And yeah, if you have a two-quarterback league, especially. So uh, I'm still on the fence. I, don't, I can't give you a definitive answer yet. At 11, I'd take him. De- At 8, I'd probably take him.
1: The definitive answer is you take him no matter what, but if you take him, just make yeah. sure you get Pollard later on. Yeah. Who, by the way, nothing compared to Zeke skill-wise. I know he, the Cowboys, yes. yeah, go for it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what it is. And then we talked about Gordon, too. I think if you get Gordon and then Gordon holds out, and you have Eckler, as long as you make sure you get Eckler, that's like a little bit more, it's closer to a balance. But, like, Zeke and Pollard's more of a, like, that's a night and day. It's not like Le'Veon and Jay, uh, Jev, Le'Veon and Connor last year where, like, one of my boys took Le'Veon fifth overall in our league and he got screwed. But he ended up getting Connor later, and Connor still had 13 touchdowns in 13 games. So I think with Zeke, though, the parity between him and Pollard's just, it's just not going to be there. It's
1: not going to be there, but you can get Pollard late. We'll talk about Melvin later on. Let's start off by talking about Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, his ADP is number 34. So if you're drafting Amari, you're going to take him in the fourth round, you know, maybe late third, but most likely he'll be there in the fourth. Fourth. Go for it. Give me your case on why you should draft Amari Cooper in the fourth round.
0: So listen, Amari Cooper last year with Dak Prescott, he played nine games for Dallas regular season games. He had fifty three catches, seven hundred twenty five yards, and six touchdowns in nine games, right? And then in two playoff games, he had um, in two playoff games he had thirteen for one sixty six and one touchdown. So I mean his numbers in these nine games are they're insane sixty six for eight ninety one and seven touchdowns in eleven games. I mean that equates to like a ninety six. For 1280, 10, 11 touchdown season, I think the chemistry is built in with Dak. I think Cooper has proved in his rookie year he had over a thousand yards, in his second year he had over 1100 yards. He fell off in Oakland because that whole organization was falling off. You know, Carr wasn't playing after Carr got his contract, he wasn't playing up to speed. I think Cooper's finally in a spot in his fifth season where he's going to continue that chemistry he built with Dak last year. Those nine games in that sample size and carry it to this year. Not to mention still in a contract year so that he's very incentivized right now to play his best football yet if he doesn't get that contract before the season starts.
1: I hear you on your points about how the chemistry between Cooper and Dak it was definitely there no doubt but let's look at some facts right now the Cowboys are a mess they are a circus Zeke's holding out Dak was just offered 30 million Russell Wilson makes 35 million a year he says he wants 40 million a year if I'm the Cowboys I'm cutting Dak after that type of comment or at least drug test him see if he's on something But regardless, (laughs) let's look at something else here. The Cowboys schedule, ready? Week Mm 6 at Jets, Mo Claiborne, not easy. Week 7 versus Eagles, Jalen Mills, not easy. Then they have the bye. Week 9 at Giants, Janoris Jenkins, not easy. Week 10 Mm -hmm. versus Minnesota versus Xavier Rhodes, not not easy. Week 11 at Detroit, Darius Slay. Not easy. not easy. At yeah. New England, uh they got Gilmore guarding him, mm-hmm. not easy. Week thirteen, Buffalo, they got White guarding him. I mean that's not really that great, but it's not easy either. Mm-hmm. Week fourteen at Chicago Thursday night football. That's not easy. Week fifteen, to Talib, Marcus Peters and the Rams, Ooh. not easy. Week sixteen at Jalen Mills, not easy. Yeah,
0: so obviously those are good points. Now now those are great points, and I will say to that argument, the season has to play out still. There's no guarantee that Jalen Mills, that White, that Tlaib, they all stay on the field all season long. I guess there's no guarantee Cooper stays on the field all year long. So I don't want to be I don't want to be scared off by a, a really great player in a really great situation because the defensive matchups on paper that are way in the future, week six on, are maybe maybe going to be bad. You have no idea how that defense is going to shape up. And I will say. I like Dallas's receiving core that the coverage on Cooper will be softened. So I think it'll just be one-on-one and we'll just have to beat them as opposed to being double coverage. You got Gallup on the other side, you got the perfect slot receiver Cobb in the slot if he stays on the field. But Tabon Austin's not a bad backup to that. And Jason Witten coming back from retirement. He's not gonna be the Witten we all remember, but he'll still be in the middle of the field pumping out four or five catches a game. So you make a great argument, but I don't want to be too scared. Because I could probably go through a lot of wide receivers and pick at least three or four cornerbacks. And you named like six or seven that are really good he's matched up against. But but that, that's a great point.
1: It, it was all of them. But we're stretching. Yeah, we're, 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 stretching <laughs> giving, we're stretching giving Gallup a lot of credentials here. And Cobb is definitely over the hill. And Jason Witten was doing Monday Night Football last year as an announcer. So... <laughs> Will I'm gonna say avoid Amari in the fourth round?
0: There's a lot of valuable players there. That's crazy because I have a pick in the third round, and right now I'm looking at. So I've been known in our league to take player. I took Gurley a couple years ago in this. Like I took Gurley before like four of the running backs in there, whatever their average ID ADP was. And uh, I'm known to kind of take like really long, latch onto a player and take them a little bit too early. And Cooper is one of my players. And I'm gonna jump. I'm, I'm gonna jump on board early, especially if he stays in this contract here. I think, you know, I think those cornerbacks. I think he'll find a way to get open. I don't think those cornerbacks will be able to lock him down. I still think he's six catches a game.
1: Not to mention, he is also be, battling a heel injury that's kept him out for the last. I saw him on Roto World today. Yeah. Next up, another receiver that I feel is going to bust your draft. You're going to go first on defending him is Tyler Lockett, his is number 54. Last year, he had 965 yards and 10 touchdowns. Are You're saying spend a fifth, sixth, if he falls to seventh, must draft pick. Explain. Yeah. So, yeah, I think
0: 54 sounds about right for Lockett. I mean, yeah, six, seven, I think if you're still, excuse me, if you're still looking at wide receivers, you know, right now he's between 21 to 25 on my list. I keep bumping him around because I have a lot of great reports that they're going to play him a lot more in the slot this year. And last year from the slot, he caught 25 of 29 passes for five touchdowns. And I think, you know, his, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of chemistry, quarterback, wide receiver chemistry. I'm always all about that. And it's his fifth year with Wilson. Last year he broke out a little bit, 57, 965, and 10 touchdowns. Now, even if his touchdown rate – Drops like 20 30%. He's still getting seven or eight touchdowns, which is still going to make him live in the wide receiver 18 to 22 mark. Not to mention Russell Wilson has thrown 69 touchdowns the last two seasons, and he threw 34 last year without Baldwin on the field half the year. So I think Lockett's his definite go-to. Those 70 targets from last year are definitely going to rise, I think, 20, maybe even 30. Could even be 40%. I mean, if Lockett's in the slot with DK Metcalf on the outside, he's just going to be – He's just too special. Over sixteen yards per catch last year, a career average of fourteen yards per catch. I'm not saying I'm not saying go crazy and draft Lockett, you know, between b- before Cooks or Woods or Galladay or Edelman. But I think in that, you know, the early twenties, late twenties range, sixth, seventh round, I think he's a bargain.
1: I all very good points, but I will say this about Lockett. He is very hit or miss. He runs a lot of deep balls, and if he gets his deep ball, then he'll have a good fantasy day. But Last year, he only had one game over 100 yards. The year before that, he only had one game over 100 yards. He had over five catches only six times last year. You know, before that, it was only two times. So he has not been a consistent target Mm -hmm. for Russell Wilson. And Wilson really doesn't lock into any receivers. Yes, he locked into Baldwin in the past, but he gets so many different people involved. They love to run the ball. I know Schottenheimer's got them throwing the ball a little bit more than they have been in the past. But he just doesn't lock into any receivers, and to take Tyler Lockett, who's so hit or miss in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, I feel you're throwing away a pick because you're gonna—he's gonna disappoint you some weeks when you use him. He will have some a breakout game as he showed, but it's too risky for me. Not consistent enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know. I also think Seattle's defense is a little worse, so I think they'll be throwing more. And I think I just think he will latch—he'll latch onto Lockett, especially if Lockett's gonna be living in the slot. I could see Lockett catch—I mean, 80% catch rate last year, too. I mean, that's insane, 80%. And he's catching more deep balls. I think you put him in the slot now, that catch percentage is going to maybe go up, even stay the same. So I think we're going to see a lot more—I don't think he's going to match that 16 yards per catch last season because they will use him in the slot, and Wilson will need him to be the 8-10 the to 10 yard guy a little bit more. But I, I think the catches go up from fifty-seven, possibly to seventy or even seventy-five. I, I know his first three years he wasn't consistent, but that last year, I think that was his breakout. And I think he's ready to stay in that in that vol I think his volume goes up, I think he's gonna stay and that status here, if that makes sense, of that 900 yards, maybe 70 catches, seven eight touchdowns. He's definitely Wilson's go-to at the moment. You talk, you talk about
1: him playing in the slot because his entire career has basically been an outside streaks only receiver. And I don't see him being a successful slot receiver because he is so small. He is good. He cannot take a hit from a linebacker. They've intentionally kept him on the outside so he doesn't get hit by the big boys. If they put him in the Mm -hmm. slot and he starts running Doug Baldwin routes, I don't see it working out. Only time will tell which one of us is correct, but
0: I just don't see
1: a consistent. Like I said,
0: I wouldn't go crazy and draft him over Cooks, Galladay, Woods, Edelman, but I kind of have him in that tier where, I mean, I know everybody's in love with Chris Godwin. I like Godwin too, but I kind of have him on that same page of like, oh, I don't want to talk about Godwin though, because Godwin's like the most hyped fantasy player this
1: year especially after running over that player and for that preseason touchdown yep all right last but not least before we get into the receiver let's talk about the running back melvin gordon current holdout situation I believe the Chargers are going to pay this man his money. Here is why. The Chargers are in prime position to be a Super Bowl contender this year. This might be Phillip Rivers' last chance. He's turning 38 this year. He's turning 39, one of the two. The defense, they're healthy. They added Thomas Davis. The linebacker core was diminished last season during the playoffs. Now they're all there. This is the time. Melvin Gordon needs to get paid. Yes, Austin Eckler's looking nice. Yes, Justin Jackson's looking nice. But over a course of a full season, these guys are not. Eckler can't take too many hits. Jackson's not that great. They need Melvin Gordon to win the Super Bowl, pay the man his money. Are you taking Melvin Gordon? Where are you taking him?
0: You know, it's funny. Last year in my league, I had Zeke and Gordon back-to-back, and I love that pick. And, uh, <laughs> and I had Eckler, too, just to kind of – for the games Gordon was hurt. But – um. I love it. if Gordon does sign, it still might be like a 70-30 thing, where Zeke would be 90. 10 with anybody else Gordon could be on the field even though he's high percentage when he's on the field he's, he's performing five yards per carry but uh it's trickier because of Eckler, Eckler's success um so I, I love Gordon and I if he signed tomorrow you know I'm all in on maybe a top five pick on him. yeah but,
1: I'm with you with that yeah yeah. Yeah, but set, he right now he's falling to the second round. I've done drafts where I literally have mm-hmm. the first or second or third pick, and he'll come all the way back around in you the second take him round. Then, right? You got it. You have to. You have to. The the potential is yeah. just too high. You pair him with another top five running back, and you basically run your league before it even starts.
0: And hey, you never know. Preseason running back injury, and they're gonna sign him tomorrow. Like if that player has a roots heel or whatever. And oh my gosh. And boom, they have to sign Gordon. So. Uh- it's, yeah, it's one of those situations, too, where you just wait and see every day. It, every, anything can The whole situation can change. Without
1: a doubt. And with that being said, let's talk about the wide receiver with the number 63 ADP. He's got a big body. He was a first-round pick. It's Mike Williams. He had 10 touchdowns last year, 664 yards. Tell the people why you're drafting Mike Williams. <laughs>
0: So I have Mike Williams around the lock at range, too. Um, I'm not losing my mind over Mike Williams, but, I mean, you can't deny the production last year. He also had a rushing touchdown on, top of, the 10 okay, t- on right. top of the 10 TDs he caught. I love Williams mostly because of Phillip Rivers. You know, me and you have talked about how much I like Rivers. He's just consistent. I mean, his last six years, 44-78, 42-86, 47-92, 43-86, 45-15, 43-08, 32 touchdowns, 31 touchdowns, 29, 33, 28, 32 touchdowns for Rivers – Somebody's got to catch those touchdowns. I don't see Rivers dropping way down. And I think Keenan Allen on one side, you got Hunter Henry coming back, Tyrell Williams is gone. I mean, Williams only had 66 targets last year and caught 10 touchdowns. You throw that target, those targets up 20 or 30 targets, which they probably will get thrown up because Tyrell Williams is gone. Now Williams is on the field 100% of the time, not the third wide receiver anymore. I just think, I don't know if he matches 10 touchdowns, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did because the quarterback play and the offensive line is so good. And playing opposite Keenan Allen, I mean, Keenan's playing a whole different uh, route and just rolled than him. And then you got Hunter Henry back who, if he's completely healthy, he's going to be a, obviously like, he's a big hyped up tight end this year. So I like Williams around the locket range to be one of those guys where in the 21 to 25 wide receiver range where just the quarterback play is where I really trust, where I really trust his play.
1: You make uh, a point about how Mike Williams is gonna get more targets with Tyrell Williams gone. And a lot of people make this assumption, but a lot of people aren't taking consideration that Hunter Henry, you mentioned him, but he wasn't part of that offense last year. So he's gonna be eating a lot of those targets. And Mike Williams, he got a lot of his fantasy points because of red zone touchdowns that's what made him him was a jump ball well now you got hunter henry who's a very good box out tight end so that's gonna maybe potentially eat up on the touchdown range now yes without melvin gordon the chargers are gonna have to throw the ball more and mike williams he will be fine in that regard but once melvin gordon signs mike williams is gonna drop down he's gonna be an inconsistent wide receiver three i mean the target the target Order is gonna be: Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Eckler, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. That's how I see it all being thrown down. So Mike Williams, he's a, he's getting drafted high. Yes, there's a lot of hype. Yes, he's a great body. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of consistent guys that can really help you win your league in that same draft range.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not losing my mind over him. I think. I think still I still think like a 65 907 touchdown season is still is almost like definitely gonna happen if he stays healthy 16 games I just trust Rivers um, and I think you know he's playing a little bit of a different role than Hunter Henry Hunter Henry will be you know across the middle more of the field type more and I, I think that'll open up Keenan when Henry will open him up down the field more and it's his third season you know I mean these players grow as they play. So he's not going to be the same old. Like every year, he's going to be progressing forward. So I just I trust Rivers that much to the point where River where Williams will if he stays healthy, he's going to be on the field 100 percent of the time. Seven eight touchdowns are still coming in. You know, 60 catches is just three and a half a game. It's probably going to be more than that. You know, if you know if he's really catching fire. And then you know last year he had what? I mean, six sixty four. It's pretty low for yards, but I think that'll go up too. So, like I said, he's in that same locket range, 21 to 25 wide receiver. Well,
1: we'll we'll definitely do this again. Amadeo, why don't you tell the people about Fantasy Alpha?
0: Yes. So, Fantasy Alpha, we're starting a new app called Fantasy Alpha. It's going to be free in the App Store and on Google Play. And basically, it's going to be your place for all the live updates on insights, articles, alerts, injury alerts. We have a player page. We're going to be updating player projections and rankings constantly. The team page, we'll have all your injury updates, all the depth charts updated, and all the weather reports coming. And the coolest thing we got is the team optimizer tool. So basically on Fantasy Alpha, what you can do for free, you can upload your your entire team in one of your leagues, and then you can pick the scoring system you have, whether it's ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, half PPR, full PPR, and then our algorithms will generate... Optimizing your team, giving you advice and analysis off of your team versus what else is in the league. We have a whole trade analyzer tool where you can compare two players to, or th- more, three, four players really, and then it just it it, it compares the impl- the players in the player comparison page. So. And it's going to be a free app, and um, it's going to be great. And I'm writing all the articles. I'll be doing a YouTube page coming up this week as well. And the app should be dropping in the App Store or on Google Play at the end of this week or early next week. Uh, we're going through beta testing right now. It's looking good, but just uh, working out a few kinks. But it's it's, it's it's going to be nice, man. I'm telling you, I'm really confident. So, sounds like very
1: exciting stuff. Looking yeah. forward to checking that out. Well, that is the end of Beastly Odds. Thank you all for joining us. Once again, you can get the free preseason draft guide by signing up for the two promos above. And thank you. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow. Beast. Peace, man. Thanks for having me.